from APM Reports. This is Educate. This week, we continue our occasional series on undocumented students, specifically the generation of undocumented immigrants who arrived as children and received a temporary reprieve under Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA. President-elect Donald Trump's tough rhetoric about ending DACA and deporting illegal immigrants has prompted a growing number of university presidents to pledge that they will protect undocumented students by declaring their campuses sanctuaries. But whether any college can actually offer true legal protection from immigration enforcement is unclear. This week, we hear from immigration law scholar and acting president of the University of Houston downtown, Michael Olivas. He is not promising any student's sanctuary. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So if Donald Trump does what he said he would do, which is to eliminate DACA on day one, what will happen to students who are currently protected? The truth is, I don't know, because there are a number of ways this could happen. It wouldn't just be I mean, a, a singular action. These people have this status, and it's renewable until it expires. And so my guess is something will happen uh, probably positive, in all likelihood positive, um, to either extend it or to um, regularize their status or, or extend it in some way. In my years of teaching, and I follow both higher ed law and immigration law, I have never heard of a single, not one, uh, student properly enrolled in, in college uh, with permission of the institution who has ever been removed for an immigration violation. You know, if they commit a crime or a felony or don't pay their bills and so forth, they, they can be removed and they might come to the attention. Or if they were to be working illegally somewhere um, and were rounded up in a, in a raid of some sort, they could have been removed. Students have always been a very low priority for enforcement of such transgressions. A number of college presidents, as I mentioned in the introduction, have announced that their campuses are going to offer sanctuary to DACA students if the program is canceled. And you've written that this gesture is irresponsible. Why? Well, I'm not sure I use the word irresponsible. Uh, I, th- I think that it is um, chimerical, and I prefer to give uh, uh, assistance and support that is both genuine and actual, as opposed to uh, engaging in, in slogan. But th- this is a term that itself has been misappropriated by both sides. This is what's really interesting. There is no such thing as sanctuary. You know, there is such a thing as felony. There is such a thing as a crime. There is such a thing as tax. There is no such thing as a sanctuary. Uh, it's an old ecclesiastical uh, f- framework uh, that doesn't exist because people can't hide out from authorities in churches the way that it used to. Uh, and, the, and the left wing has used it to say, we will give you safe harbor. I might add, in a number of the schools where this has been offered, they've got a dozen or so students. i got 500 here at the University of Houston downtown, hmm. and there are many, many more thousands. I'm, you know, It's one thing to give to say, I'll give support to the four students at such and such private school or even such and such public school. But it's quite another uh, when when the right wing has appropriated the term as evidence of lawlessness and refusal to acknowledge uh, uh, sovereignty and, and uh, you know, uh, all the, the godlessness that's associated with it. I called it a contronym because it's one of those terms, like the word sanction, that can mean two completely opposite things in exactly the same word. And neither side is 
uh, in accord with this. So I think that using, using sloganeering is just not the way to work our way through this particularly difficult and thorny exercise. Well, it harkens back to the sanctuary movement of the 1980s when some churches provided sanctuary for uh uh, immigrants from Latin America, Central America, who were fleeing violence and were here illegally. Um, and in some cases, that sanctuary did uh, persist, or at least the authorities didn't crash into those churches, barge into those churches, and and deport people. Well, but that's not because it gives you actual legal cover. Uh, and, and I understand and I acknowledge the ecclesiastical roots uh, of this, but it still is... Uh, a governmental uh, obligation, I would say, and gov- certainly government uh, authorization, that if they have reasonable belief, usually with a subpoena and some data, uh, some evidence, to go in and, and raid a, a workplace or or uh, another place where they suspect someone's either being harbored or hidden or or is evading uh, authority, they they have the right to do so. But uh, the authorities have always made this a very low priority. They're not looking to get rid of school children. They're not looking to get rid of college students as long as they're behaving, you know, uh, as as students in an appropriate uh, way, which means not engaging in in activities that will bring the wrath of God down on them. And and I have urged many of the dreamers with whom with whom I speak all the time uh, not to be so so uh, open. And uh, uh, inviting mischief by, you know, by outing themselves. And by the way, I've devoted my whole life to them, so it's not that I don't appreciate them. I, I adore them, and I think that they are exactly what we need and have the drive and, and commitment to the United States that many U.S. You know, born citizens don't have. So I think these these kids are are a real uh, natural resource. At the same time, many of them live with their parents, and their parents aren't nearly as protected. But what happened here is that people are not understanding the extent to which the polarization itself has rendered this term useless. I would be glad to use it uh, if if it actually meant something. But what does it mean? Does it mean that you're uh, allowing uh, lawbreakers to transgress federal law and and uh, and so forth, uh, or does it mean you're somehow hiding them from ecclesiastical authorities, which you're not entitled to do? These people don't have standing. If if someone presents himself or herself with a proper subpoena here, uh, I, my duty is to to obey the law. So, if those things are are things that can't or shouldn't be done, what what are you prepared to do, and what are you preparing to do? Well, I I have faith. Um, you know, much of my life has been built on, a, on an artifice of a faith that if these kids kept their part of the bargain, we would somehow find a way to reciprocate. And I've been proven correct in that. Uh, I helped write the very first in-state tuition statute in the state of Texas when Governor Perry signed that into law, and then two years later signed in a, a financial aid bill that accorded financial aid and resident tuition for undocumented students in Texas. He took a real beating in the Republican primaries for that. I knew that that was a transgressive act, and I helped sell it and helped a number of other states uh, write such laws and uh, in, in, engage in such state lawmaking, and uh, we've never lost a case in that regard. That is, we've never lost a challenge by a restrictionist group that tried to undo that kind of program. So we would go back to that, and I think now that these uh, 
presidents and and other advocates have uh, alerted themselves and become awakened to this. I think that they ought to be supporting the organizations, the dreamer organizations, as well as national legal groups, as well as immigrant groups that actually do work in this area, because this is a long slog. It requires a combination of advocacy and service and litigation and research, and and frankly, uh, uh, some, you know, uh, service that gives proper information instead of holding out a hope to students who are very vulnerable that there is something they can do if if, if we just simply declare that you can't come on our campus, uh, which is a false hope. I, I just will not engage in it. I love and respect them far too much to tell them that. Right. So do you think that President-elect Trump is, in fact, likely to follow through on this threat, or do you think he's blowing hot air? <laughs> well... Uh, I, I am uniquely unqualified to have any insight into what President-elect Trump will do. Um, uh, none of us know, frankly, including his own advisors. And uh, my guess is that they will, uh, you know, probably have to retract or step back from some of the promises they've made in a variety of ways. So I, I, I don't know, but until I know, I, I refuse to give advice that might be harmful. I'll just give an example. Should a student who's entitled now with DACA, leave the country and go on a study tour abroad, say to Mexico or like one of my students who wants to go to to England uh, for a a theater program. I would say I I would not leave the country and try and return after January 20th. Anything else that I told them would be, um, you know, I would be disbarred. I would be giving uh, malpractice advice, and I would not be helping them if I said, no, go ahead. We, we don't know what he's going to do. I think that there is a certain element of concern here. And these kids cannot carry on the, the revolution that they want from uh, Honduras or wherever they might be removed to. I don't think that that's going to be the kind of thing that President Trump or his followers or his cabinet are going to resonate to. I think that having advocates such as Senator Lindsey Graham uh, who's been a moderate on these, um, bring forward some DREAM Act legislation. Uh, that's If Congress had acted, we, we wouldn't be in this position. It's been since 1986 that we've had any comprehensive immigration reform. That's where clear change is going to occur. But it's not going to occur with, with, with me or some of my colleagues offering chimerical false hope to these students that can only damage them and shows no respect for their intelligence or or for their options. Michael Olivas is acting president of the University of Houston downtown. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks very much. To read a commentary about sanctuary campuses that Michael Olivas wrote, visit our website, apmreports.org. There you can check out our other podcasts on undocumented students and a range of other topics, and you can browse through our archive of more than 100 documentaries. That's apmreports.org. Drop us a line on Twitter at Educate Podcast or find us on Facebook. And support for APM Reports comes from Lumina Foundation and the Spencer Foundation. Thanks for listening. I'm Stephen Smith.